0: what's going on yerks here welcome to another episode of yerks talks how are we doing on a monday april 12th to be exact how what is going on man apologies for no video on friday i recorded a video but when i listened to it back i did not like how it came out and so i just kind of i took the l on that one i said uh you know i i think that the topic i wanted to discuss was really good but i th- the the execution was poor i didn't like i felt like there were times it could have been clear and so i just said you know what, we're just gonna scrap this and so yeah uh i will cut co- the topic that i covered i think is really good and really interesting um i just need to figure out a more concise way to get my point across so yeah stay tuned for that uh, you know that'll stay in, that'll stay in secret for a little bit right now but yeah What is going on? Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. It went fast for me, but it was great. Uh, Today's episode, we're mainly going to be talking about the Padres because something incredible happened Friday night. And so we'll be talking about that, the rest of the series against the Rangers, and then kind of previewing um, this week for them. We got a big series starting on Friday night with the Dodgers, and so we'll kind of preview that. We got to get through the Pirates first, and so we'll talk about that a little bit, and then I do want to cover the Masters just a little, just, just briefly, right, because normally that's what steals the show, uh, you know, first week, first weekend, week in April, right? That's, I guess this is the second week, but yeah, so normally, you know, Masters normally is a big thing early April, you know baseball's still you know warming like they're still warming up right still getting getting into the regular season and you know maybe there's some highlights from some games but yeah normally the masters is a big story masters weekend is normally the huge takeaway unless you're a padres fan in which case it is it it falls down short like it's it's just miles off of what happened on friday night but yeah so that is the plan for today probably going to be a, a shorter episode I just you know brief to the point I'm definitely trying to consistently get around that thirty minute mark anything longer oh you're gonna hear that little beep. oh well, anything longer than that I think it it tends to not be as as clean. so yeah, that's what we're shooting for um around that thirty minute mark every uh, episode. all right, so yeah, let's get into it here. no more uh idle chat. all right, so we'll we'll head to augusta and we'll go there and we'll talk about the masters so I um I, I I have so much admiration like for golf because it's really freaking hard, man. Um it's it's insane, and I think it get you know it's sometimes it's not the easiest to watch on TV, but Masters Weekend, I always try to tune into the highlights and things like that. And uh one thing that stood out this weekend, which was just fantastic, the internet, you know, is Is good because sometimes you get these fantastic stories, but other times you know it's nonsense. We got a fantastic storyline this weekend. Uh, Will Zalatoris, I believe I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, 24 year old, you know, go at the Masters, finished second in the tournament, which is a 1.2 million dollar payday, by the way. So good shout out to him. But he was kind of the talk on social media this weekend because he has a very striking resemblance to uh the caddy for uh, happy gilmore in that mo- in um in 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 the movie right so oh my goodness like it, it's just fantastic um he has a pitching wedge in his bag that says like mr gilmore i'm your caddy it's great adam sandler was tweeting him this this weekend have fun today, young man. Mr. Gilmore is watching you and very proud. And then um, Will tweeted back, if you're ever in need of a caddy again, let me know. I'll be better this time. I'm always available for you, Mr. Gilmore. So that was just a fantastic, um, that was just awesome to see. because I mean, that movie is so great. And yeah, he, he the guy looks so much like him. It's crazy. But yeah, 24-year-old finishing second in the Masters. Yeah, that's a pretty good weekend for him. But your winner... And it's going to be the first Japanese player to uh, ever win a major, first off, but then let alone to don the the awesome green jacket. It's a decky Matsuyama. He's been around for a while. And so, yeah, tip of the cap to him. He was fantastic. I saw some highlights of him. And you never know on the last day who the winner's going to be, right? I mean, the guy that was leading most of the weekend rose. He fell apart down the stretch. And so, yeah, it was great to see – Matsuyama finally get that big major win for Japan. That was awesome. Uh, Dustin Johnson giving him the green jacket, and this <laughs> this was kind of funny too. He didn't make the cut, so last year's Master winner he didn't golf the past two days. So yeah, he had to. You know, I don't know what he was doing. Maybe just chilling poolside somewhere. And he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta go give him his green jacket." So you know, hauls ass back over to Augusta. Oh, it's just fantastic stuff. But there was an awesome scene. You know, near the end, obviously after like he had won um, his caddy, and I wanted to shout out his name, even though, oh boy, uh, so Shota Hayafuji. I think I think that's pretty good, Shoda Hayafuji. So he um, really cool scene after the fact. He uh, goes over to the 18th uh, flag, right? Grabs the flag kind of as a memento. Then he takes off his hat and then bows towards the fairway. Cool, man. Uh, like, what What an awesome moment. Just, you know, so much respect for Augusta, for the course, and then also the game of golf. Uh, really cool. I know. I, I think golf is kind of – it's always going to be popular, right? You know, with, um, you know, older – like, o- the older crowd, right? Something that a lot of, like, you know, ret- people that retire do. And then you have y- young people also that are good at golf, right? Like, I have a buddy – um, who loves golf? He's just, he 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 go, he goes pretty much every 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 week, multiple like you know, multiple times if he can. Works at a golf course, you know. And I I just oh man, I just get so frustrated out there. I just need to have more fun, I guess, and be um, less serious about it. But it is it is. I mean, it's a it's a mental game more than anything, and like it definitely shows when I'm out there trying to hit the ball. My short game's not too bad. Like I, I think I can you know I can, I can get. I can get up and down, and uh, my my putting is not awful. It's just getting the ball to the green that I really struggle with, and yeah, you know, yeah, you know, it's really important in golf. So yeah, I just get, you know, I just gotta, I gotta get back on that horse and try to golf again. But yeah, uh, a fa- fantastic win for Matsuyama, and then the, that that moment by his caddy was awesome as well. And like I said, normally Masters weekend is the highlight of the entire weekend normally that's what goes down or that's how it goes down right but not this weekend because something that has never happened in the history of the san diego padres happened on friday night and this was one of those sports moments where number one it just makes you fall back in love with sports you know like the saying is how can you not be romantic about baseball i feel like that carries over to just any sport right how can you not be romantic about football or basket hoops or anything like that? This, this for me is just a moment. It's a where where were you moment, and what I mean by that is there have been certain you know games or you know you see a clip clip and there's a certain like um, sports moments that stay with you where you remember where you were at the time. Uh, the Cubs game seven Cubs Indians. World Series I remember that like vividly I remember like that that ended I got a phone call from my buddy and I was screaming like it was it was in, in most Kobe's last game ever where he just destroyed I believe he's playing the jazz I remember I was working at um OG's restaurant and brew house, and I just I remember everybody in the restaurant just stopped what they were doing and were glued watching Kobe be vintage Kobe and this was another one on Friday. For the first time in franchise history, you know, in the Padres' existence, we finally, finally get the no-hitter. And you can't you can't make this shit up. I mean, how can you not be romantic about baseball? How can you not love sports? Blows my mind that people don't watch sports. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Even if it's, I mean, oh, my goodness. You don't have to be diehard like me or other people and get really into it. And talk about statistics and whatnot, or you know, do a podcast. You don't have to do that, but man, uh, oh, like how do you not get chills or goosebumps watching this kid from San Diego, Joe Musgrove, El Cajon, goes to Grossmont High School? Like, you can't write a movie script better than this. Die Hard Padre fan growing up, used to watch games at Qualcomm, and he goes out there oh, on a Friday night in in Texas. It gets the no hitter for the t- uh, for the squad. It, it's crazy. Like it, it, there, I there are not enough words I could say that would do this moment justice. It's incredible, and oh man, just the stat line for Musgrove here. Obviously, the nine innings, no hits, of course, no runs, uh, no walks. He did hit one guy, uh, Joey Gallo, who, who kind of leaned into it a little bit because again. They were struggling to get guys on base, and so, you know, you got to do what you got to do, try to get the pitcher out of his groove. And so, yeah, the one-hit by he, the one hit batter, and then 10 strikeouts. Obviously, we won the game. Incredible, dude. I, I just – I don't have enough – like I said, I don't have enough words for this moment, and then obviously he was fired up. And then how about the man catching the game for him? Because Musgrove has said, you know – about in the fifth, sixth inning, he felt like, you know, he 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 felt like he didn't have his best stuff anymore. You know, he was a little bit tired and fatigued. And, I mean, sure, the emotion's probably running high for him. And then, you know, the catcher behind the plate for us, though, Victor Caratini, who has been an absolute godsend, by the way. You know, people say Austin Noah is our starting catcher. Nay, nay, dude. Austin Noah's going to have to battle to work his way back into this starting lineup. Sure, he's going to get days. Of course, I imagine Caposano will, you know, possibly stay on the roster. Maybe he'll get moved down We bring somebody up. I'm not sure. But, yeah, when Nola gets back, I mean, I, I think that he's going to be, he has to be the number two guy, right? You just can't immediately throw Nola back Nola back in there. Because Victor Caratini, who has now been nicknamed or dubbed the scientist, I mean, he it's guys like these on a, you know, a World Series capable roster that are the true, like, MVPs. You know, because obviously we know about the big name guys, Tatis, who's going to be back eventually. He might be back for this Dodgers series. Who knows? Machado, Hosmer, you know, Darvish, Schnell, all those guys. But it's these unsung heroes. You know, like the Jerks and Profar, Victor Caratini, a Cronenworth, who's still he's getting more. You know, more recognition. It's it's those guys that really help out the roster um, that that get it to that next level when you want to make that deep October run. It's those guys that are kind of a little bit under the radar. And Victor Caratini, all he's done since he's gotten here, is just played out of his goddamn mind. This is he's the first catcher ever, I believe, to catch back to back no hitters. In the like the last no hitter was last year for the Cubs, Alex Alec Mills, and he caught that. And then we have he him catching Musgrove and he caught this. Uh, it was just oh man. Fantastic. And so yeah. He he has just been so good, and I I I, I just I don't have words, man. You couldn't, I, I said, you couldn't dream this up, and it's just that's why sports is just so amazing. It just gives you such great moments like these where all you have to do is you just sit back, just in amazement, and that's that's what I'm doing right now. And I we're we're three days removed, and I still can't believe what happened on Friday night, and so yeah. Hell, hell of a job for Musgrove. They're building a, mur- a mural at Grossmont High School for him. Obviously, some stuff's going to go to the Hall of Fame. And, oh, man, it's just, oh, I don't have enough words. We followed up the no-hitter with a win on Saturday. We uh, beat the Rangers for the second time in the series. Got the series win on Saturday. Beat them 7-4. to Paddock was on the mound for that one. I'll talk about how he did Uh, But you know a couple highlights. Hosmer had a monster home run, his third of the season. Ha Sung Kim, he's on the board um, in terms of yah yahs. He got his first home run in the show on Saturday. He's the 13th, only the 13th Korean-born player to hit a home run in a MLB game. So that was really cool for him, and he was pivotal. to Musgrove's no hitter and not that he was making insane plays although there was one it was a sharp ball hit to him and he made a nice play turned around threw it the first but he a lot of ground balls his way and uh you know and any i mean obviously it's a big one for the pitcher but also for the fielders too you don't want to be like oh man i don't want to be the guy that ruins this no hitter and so yeah kim had a lot of ground balls his way and that was really cool uh, you know to see him involved and he got the last out uh, which was awesome to see, and then Profar, like I said, another one of those u- utility players. He, I feel like he's kind of what Kike Her, um, Hernandez was for the Dodgers all those years. He's kind of he's kind of been that guy for us, where he's played out and left. He's played, I believe, second this year too. He's he was at first, like he he just kind of does it all. Less power than Hernandez, obviously, but he you know he works the count well, and um, yeah, he's just a great guy. Lo- love Profar, and we've got him. Down for, or he got him here for at least three more seasons. I believe he signed a three-year extension. So yeah, that's really cool to see. Um, also, had a uh, huge welcome back to Trent Grisham, who was outstanding in this series. And I'm glad that we gave him that time in the beginning of the season to rest up. Like I said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That kind of seems to be the uh, the mantra with the Padres right now. We're playing for October kind of thing. And so, yeah, he had a two-run homer in on Saturday to give us the lead and then Machado in the same inning in the seventh. Got another run in. And, uh, yeah, good good dub. So let's talk about Paddock real quick. He started again. Um, only went four innings, uh, four hits, three runs, one walk, and three strikeouts. You can live with it, only but uh, the pitch count was high, 71 pitches. It's the same old story with, with Paddock when he's locating his fastball, all his other stuff tends to work a lot better. He, uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of his deal when he gets somebody on base though, and has to pitch from the stretch. He, he really tends to drop off from that. And I don't know why, I mean, I obviously, you don't want runners on base when you're a pitcher, but yeah, he, he really tends to lose a step when he has to pitch from the stretch. And so, yeah, I don't know, but what, what's been good this year is that when the runs come, he's not he's not just opening the floodgates. He's been able to bounce back, and there was a couple innings in this one where he got out of a couple jams, and that was really good to see. Uh, Weathers came in after him, Ryan Weathers. He's looked good so far. Did give up a solo shot, but two innings for him, only one hit, obviously, the Yaya, um, one walk, and three strikeouts. So, yeah, that was good to see. Keone Kella, he pitched two-thirds of an inning. Only allowed the one hit. He's been great along with, and then Tim Hill finished off that inning. And then we had, oh, I thought I muted. Oh, no, you're going to hear that. Oh, it's been, it's a, it's a wacky Monday, folks. I'm just so excited about the no-hitter. I'm out of here. Then Paul Rands came in 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 the eighth, only one hit, struck out the side, which was great. And then Mark Melanson, who has been another one of those guys that you're, obviously we know about Mark Melanson. He's been in the game for several years now, has over 200 plus saves. But, you know, another guy that, like, it's kind of like a, it's going to be not like an underrated signing, but one that's like a steal, in my opinion. Like, I I am shocked that the Braves let him go. And so the fact that we get him up, get him on a one-year deal, and, and he already has five saves, got another one yesterday. I mean, he, he's he been great. And so, yeah, let's, let's go to Sunday here, which, as great as the weekend was, we unfortunately don't leave it unscathed. Adrian Marholm was on the bump for us on Sunday, and he had to leave after seeing three batters, which sucked. Um, so yeah, he leaves the game only only after only throwing sixteen pitches, and uh, you find out that his injury would turn out to be an elbow slash forearm strain, and yeah, that is a uh, that is not good, not ideal. And so you could tell by the way he was walking off the mound. He was very emotional. Caratini was trying to calm him down. And, you know, you, you could tell that he was um, visibly upset at what happened. And so, yeah, you feel for Marjon. He had a fantastic spring training. He earned that last spot in the rotation, especially with LaMette outright. One of those young guys needed to step up. And Marjon last season was, was you know, good in spots. And so he deserved to be that guy to get his chance. And you just you hate to lose that spot due to injury. And so now, um, you know, it's next man up until LeMet gets back. And so we'll see what we do with that fifth rotation spot. Maybe we just, you know, maybe we give Weathers, have him go maybe three, four innings, and then it ends up being a bullpen day uh, for the rest of it. Not sure. Maybe, maybe maybe we see Mackenzie Gore, depending on how long Morhone's going to be out. Maybe we go that route too. Uh, but it ended up being a bullpen day for the Padres, who, uh, you know, Other other teams might have to worry about their bullpen, not the Padres. Now the concern is leaning on it too much, which is, but I don't. It's not as much of a concern as it was last year because our rotation is ten times better than it was last season. But still, you don't want to lean on your bullpen too much. But yeah, they stepped up yesterday for sure. Craig Stamen came in. Um, immediately in the first after, you know, after Morehone exited. And uh, we took a bullet out of the chamber last, uh, yesterday with Craig. Remember, we, we kind of have the Russian roulette thing going with, with uh, Stamen, where, you know, normally you only want one bullet in the chamber if you're going to play that dangerous game. And with Stamen, you have last year at its peak, you had five bullets in the chamber. And then start, start of this season in his first two outings wasn't ideal. He had, I think I think we were up to three bullets in the chamber. And so we definitely took a bullet out yesterday. So only two in the chamber now for Craig. He was great. Uh, three and one thirds, only one hit, no runs, one walk, and three strikeouts, including him and the rest of the bullpen. Uh, you know, Taylor Williams, Tim Hill, Austin Adams, Emilio Pagan, who struggled in the eighth. But I think Tingler, you know, had showed confidence in the vet saying, hey, man. Um, you, you've been great for us. We're going to let you try to battle through it. And um, he did. You know, base, got out of a bases loaded jam, uh, struck out the last batter in that inning. And uh, just love Victor Caratini, man. He's bringing the energy too. Like he was pumped up after that strikeout for Pagan. And so, yeah, and then we bring in Melanson to shut it down. He gets his fifth save of the season, which leads all of baseball. But, yeah, this bullpen yesterday combined eight and one-thirds innings Only five hits, three walks, ten strikeouts, and, of course, the no runs. We win two to zero on two long balls. Trent Grisham, again, welcome back, dude. He's just so – this team is just so much better when he's in the lineup, you know, in that lead-up spot or in the two-hole. You know, sees a lot of pitches and then has the power to, you know, get on the board early, um, you know, with a solo shot or things like that. I mean, it's sensational. Yeah, I think he had a few leadoff homers last year, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah, it's great to have his bat back in the lineup. And then, of course, Gold Glover in the outfield, so that's good, too. Um, but, yeah, man, the bullpen was excellent, as they've as been for the past two se- or well, season, and then the beginning of this season. Well, I, I think I, I, you could probably go back two years. Yeah, they've been, they've been pretty solid for the past two years here. Best ERA in baseball right now, Dodgers bullpen, .84 nasty stuff and then yeah Melanson the shark fifth save already obviously you'd like you like the games you'd like to win by more but it's also great to show that we can win close ones and we can rely on our bullpen in in certain spots because you know there's I think this Dodgers series in particular that starts on Friday you're going to see great pitching and so you know the bullpen is going to be really important there like you might have to win games by one run, and it, and it's great that we are capable of doing that. Now, before this Dodgers series, though, we gotta we we you know can't can't look too far ahead. Got a four game series against the Pirates. Now, although on paper we should dominate this, you know dominate this team, kind of like the Rangers. Although I do want to shout out their starting pitcher yesterday, Mike Fultynowitz. I the names today have been oh boy, Mike Nowitz. I think, for the Rangers. Now, he has two losses on his season, but yesterday, his first start, not great. But his second start, which was yesterday, seven innings, only two hits, one run, three walks, three strike. I mean, he was great in 91 pitches, you know. Unfortunately, couldn't get the win. Gave up the home run to Grisham, and then the bullpen gave up the run to Machado, which is, you know, un- unfortunate. But, yeah, I want to shout out the Rangers pitcher. They're not going to get – the Texas Rangers are not going to get a lot of love This year, they're not going to be a very good ball club. And so, yeah, it's good to, you know, it was good pitching from him yesterday. Going seven innings, that was great. You know, unfortunately, the Padres, they wanted to get their first sweep of the season, which they do. So, yeah, even though it's against the Rangers, still sweep, and yeah, it's solid. So, I think that, you know, people were a little bit concerned after the first seven games, right? We were four and three. And, you know, Tatis injury and, you know, you don't know when the Mets coming back and the hitting wasn't really there and to lose two games off the Giants, a team that we should beat, you know, it's a little bit frustrating. But just like how last year when we played the Rangers and, you know, last year Tommy Pham got injured, the bullpen wasn't as sharp, and then we go into this Rangers series and we have Tatis hit the grand slam, you have the, you know, swing it on 3-0 debate, that we're not sure about, right, that just, like, sparked all this controversy, and then after, after the series with the Rangers, Padres just took off, and I feel like it it was the same kind of vibe this weekend, where we weren't sure how we were doing, right, kind of, I mean, you know, only a few games in, but still, there was a little bit of concerns, like, oh, man, like, do we buy into the hype and all this stuff like that? And then we get the no-hitter from Musgrove on Friday. We sweep the Rangers. We're now heading into this series with the Pirates. And we're 7-3. and three. And so I think we feel a lot more better. And one thing is for damn certain. This Padres team is different. We This is not, not your typical Padres, right, that, you know, have this potential on paper but never really quite execute. This team is nasty. They're good. They're gonna contend in October. Like they they're on track to win. Like they're they're building the pieces to win a World Series. And I I'm here for it, man. And like I I just cannot wait to be back in Petco um and you know seeing I mean, first playoff game, I'm going. Like I I will find a way to go to that game, even if I'm sitting in nosebleeds. First playoff game for Pet at Petco Park, I'm going to this game. And so hopefully come October we can get a full capacity. At Petco, that'd be great. Now, we opened it up, um, I think we're at about 30, 33% for this weekend against the Dodgers. And so, um, yeah, that'll be exciting. But but let's talk about the Pirates, because we got to start with those four games first. Um, And so, yeah, on the mound today for us, it's going to be you, Darvish. He'll be making his third start of the very long season. So, uh, he was great in his last time out. Six innings for him, three hits, one run, one walk, and seven strikeouts. And we would, I would love it. I mean, the team would love it if he could go at least six innings, to, six innings today, possibly seven, help that bullpen out after they had to pitch eight and one-thirds yesterday. That would be great to see. Um, for the Pirates, it's going to be Trevor Cahill, uh, who was a former Cub. I think he was also a Padre at one point. Then he was on the Giants last year, and now he's on the Pirates. He got absolutely lit up his last time out. Only four innings, nine hits, seven runs. Couple of walks, only four strikeouts. So yeah, maybe we can take advantage of him slumping a little bit. That'd be really good to see. Now, before we get out of here, I did want to look forward to the Dodgers series a little bit. So I, there was a report that I read this morning that there are, you know, that the Dodgers are going to be planning to start their first three guys, which I imagine Kershaw, Bauer, Trevor Bauer, and then Bueller, Walker, Bueller, Bueller, Walker. And so I imagine those are the three. It could be – maybe you throw Dustin May in there or Julio Urias, but I I think that's the plan for them. Now, based on the pitching schedule that we have right now, uh, Darvish and Snell will be ready to pitch on Saturday and Sunday. Darvish will go Saturday, if I'm doing this correctly. Darvish will go Saturday, and then it'll be bump day for Snell on Sunday, right? Because Darvish is pitching. Darvish is pitching today, and so he won't pitch Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then he'll be ready Saturday. And then Snell's pitching tomorrow, most likely. And then he'll be pitching Sunday. You want... I think you need to have Musgrove pitch in this series. And it has to, And I think Friday night, coming back from the road, from the seven-game road, um, seven road games, right? After he throws the no-no, Friday night against the Dodgers. First... Uh, huge rivals. First series of the season against the Dodgers. Friday night... Under the lights, it's got to be it's got to be Musgrove on the bump. Has to be place. Even though it's not at full occupancy, will be electric if that happens. And so, normally Musgrove would be pitching on Wednesday, but I think that you could see a bullpen day on Wednesday. Maybe you give Weathers this. Maybe you start Weathers in that game. Hopefully, he can give you some length, and then maybe you go stamen after him, and then you rely on the bullpen for maybe like the last three, four innings. And then Thursday we, we throw out Paddock for the last game against the Pirates. Hopefully we either we hopefully this we um, hopefully we take three out of four or we sweep the Pirates. That'd be really cool to see. And then Friday on extra rest we throw Musgrove out there um, on Friday night against the Dodgers. That'd be really sick. And I hope that that's the game plan. But there could be some other things too. That's just speculation. But I, I'm assuming Darvish is going to throw. Um, to, Darvish is probably going to throw today. I, I assume Snell's going to throw tomorrow. It's that Wednesday game where things could start changing as far as the rotation. Like I said, maybe you could see Weathers in there or another guy. Maybe Stamen starts the game off, gives you two, gives you two innings. Then we make it a bullpen day. So yeah, look out for that. I, I I would love Friday coming back from from the the road games. Musgrove being in there. Oh my god! Like again, the stadium would just be oh, it'd be roaring, dude. It'd be fantastic to see. All right, I, I, I'm loving it, dude. I, I'm so this was a great weekend. Matsuyama went in the Masters. That was awesome to see. By the way, there was a clip that circled around him. I didn't mention this in the, at the top of the episode, but he <laughs> he was seen in the the airport uh, in Atlanta, um, it, at, like at a com- like he was going to like a commercial flight. So he's just walking around the airport, like holding his green jacket. Uh, it was just fantastic to see. So yeah, he's like, oh yeah, we just take care of business. We fly over from Tokyo, head to Augusta, win the jacket, and then we fly back commercial. Like, it's just fantastic, dude. That's awesome to see. So, yeah, congrats to Matsuyama. Congrats to Musgrove, of course, and the Potters organization, finally getting that. We, we, we got close a lot of times to the no-hitter. We just never could get over that final hurdle, and we finally do it with the kid from San Diego. Oh, how can you not love sports? How can you not be romantic about baseball? All right, let's get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all the support. If you like this episode, feel free to share with friends, family, fr- um, friends, family, friends, coworkers, anyone else you might think li- anyone else you think might like it as well. Hopefully, we can start this series with the Pirates on a solid note tonight with Darvish on the mound. Hopefully, it gives us some length. That'd be good if he goes six, possibly seven, eight. Maybe he throws a no-hitter. That'd be kind of crazy. <laughs> Anywho, uh, thank you so much for listening again. If you, if you uh, want to follow the podcast, at Yerks Talks on Instagram for that, you can also follow on Spotify. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts as well. There's also a Facebook page if you want to follow there. My Twitter, at John Yerkes for that. Okay, have a great start to your week have a great Monday go watch some sports I mean I don't have to make a case you just gotta go watch sports there's so many great things going on right now go watch some sports and I will see you in the next one